Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the In Squash podcast and our second episode of the Pan Am Games series of podcasts. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and today we have member of the Canadian men's team, Andrew Schnell. I had a really good chat with Andrew. It's his second visit to the podcast, actually. Two-time Canadian uh, national champion and member of the 2015 Pan Am Games team that won the gold, uh, the team gold for Canada that year. So they'll be uh, looking forward to defending their title. Uh, some really uh, some tough competition out there, but I know they're they're up for the challenge. Uh, they'll be uh, he'll be joined along with uh, Sean Delier and Nick Sackfe, a very formidable team there. Delier bringing the experience and uh, several big wins under his belt. I think last time around uh, he had a really big win, which uh, Andrew talks about on the podcast today. Now, uh, this turns out, uh, I did not know, uh, Andrew's, uh, this will be Andrew's uh, final major squash event uh, before he retires. Uh, He goes on to talk a bit about that, but he's been uh, accepted to law school and he's just completing his his master's degree. So this will be the last one for him. And uh, so I know he's looking to go out uh, guns a-blazing here. He's going to leave it out on all out there on the court um, he's in there uh, right now I think uh, training um, maybe in Montreal if I'm not mistaken with with the team along with uh, team coach uh, Martin Heath so good luck to those guys and uh, had a really enjoyable chat with Andrew here uh, didn't again didn't realize he uh, had retired I'm not I don't think it the news uh, was out there yet I did watch a bit of the 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 video footage of him on uh, that head put together and there was sort of a a hint of that there but it, it didn't really mention anything about it so I'm not sure if this is the first uh, we've all heard that Andrew is retiring but uh, uh, he had a great career as I mentioned two-time Canadian national champion he he did very well on, on the PSA tour winning several. Uh, events on, on the tour, including a few at, at home in Calgary, the Bankers Hall event. I think he's won that as well. So um, I know you're going to enjoy this podcast. Uh, again, the second in our series of uh, Pan Am Games uh, related podcasts, Andrew Snell, episode 92. So uh, here we are, episode uh, 92 today, and I'm delighted to have on. He's been uh, waiting for 10 minutes for me. Apologies, uh, Andrew. Uh, uh, two-time Canadian national champion, and he's preparing now for the uh, Pan Am Games in Lima, Peru. He's part of the Canadian team, along with Nick Sackfe and uh, Sean Delier. Andrew Schnell is my guest. Uh, Andrew, thanks for coming uh, on the podcast again. Been great to hear your voice. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I uh, I really enjoyed our conversation last time, so I'm looking forward to this one too. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you, uh, I think you just finished your. Uh, sorry, Andrew. Yeah. Oh, I said, I don't know if anybody else enjoyed the meeting, uh, but I did, so that's good. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I did, too. It was a good, it was a good chat, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Canadian myself, and the, these are the best uh, podcasts for me. The guys, uh, you know, the top players in Canada when I grew up were uh, Gary Waite, Saber Butt, then along came Jonathan Power, Jamie Crombie was uh, just behind him. I guess, and then uh, I left Canada, and and uh, you guys came along, and uh, you have two uh, national titles under your belt uh, now, and a final. Uh, I believe you got to the final this year, but it was only fitting uh, that Nick uh, uh, got this one uh, playing on his home soil as nope. you did. No, nope. uh, I, uh, I I didn't get to the final this year. Actually, oh, I it was lost Mike. To, to Sean in the, uh, I lost to Sean in the in the semifinals. Actually, Sean Delier. Okay, um, and then. And then Nick 
uh, played Sean in the finals and, and uh, took him out. And then uh, I played uh, Mike McHugh in the, in the three, four and beat him. But actually I almost didn't make it past the quarters this year. Uh, you played um, uh, Ballard-Jean, right? Ballard-Jean is uh, one of the, yeah. 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 Um, and I was down uh, uh, two games to Lob actually, and, and uh, happened to was able to come back thankfully. <laughs> yeah, he he's been on. He I had uh, uh, I had him on the podcast, and uh, really seems like a really good guy, good young talent. And uh, what was it like? Uh, what what do you think went wrong for him? I mean, being too love up, obviously uh, you knuckled down and got back to playing good squash. But uh, if you had to give him, and maybe you did uh, any. Uh, words of wisdom after that uh what what do you think went wrong well, for, I mean, for him firstly, gosh he uh he's improved a ton this year um he's yeah. training he's training in bristol with uh with the sherbeggies and uh and uh, and, uh, and a bunch of other players i think todd Herity is there and uh um i know that sean conroy is there as well and uh, and so i think david's game has really come a long ways like he's added so much like i remember it was pretty straightforward he pressure his backhand and and eventually you know he cough one up and he could start to control the rally um mm-hmm. from there or work, put in a working boast and and kind of get him reaching but that just didn't happen this time so uh he got up to love and and really the whole tournament for me I didn't feel like I was striking the ball too well um mm-hmm. you know like I I was mentally tough I felt like I was pushing pushing hard and was definitely present but I think I just had to to grind out a lot of matches. So, you know, finally being too loved down, um, I just kind of said, okay, well, I mean, sometimes you got to win ugly. And, uh, <laughs> and I just buckled down and played really tough and didn't make mistakes. And then he started to fade um, physically. And, uh, and uh, I could feel it starting to happen. And so the third and fourth went fairly quickly, like 11-5, 11-6. And then, of course, in the fifth, you know, he's going to, you know, make a big push. And so yeah. am I. So uh, that was kind of everything was out on the table. and uh, A bit of a lotto um, there. It was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I managed to, we were like neck and neck, neck up until eight all. And then he made a big mistake at nine, eight. And I thought, oh, maybe there is still a bit, a bit too much respect for me from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he gave it to me. I got the win. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, yeah, he, uh, I mean, like you said, he, he's been training with, um, with the shore baggies and the, the coach, the, the name escapes me again. Um, Adrian stiff, Adrian stiff, Adrian stiff. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's been doing really good work with a lot of players over there. So that's about, uh, that's bound to, uh, to rub off on, on him. And it's just great to see uh, so many good young Young players, I guess it, uh, when they when it came to uh, choosing the uh, the Pan Am Games team, uh, it was a pretty tough uh, tough call when it was all said and done. Um, but it, but they went with uh, two, well, basically three uh, three tried and true vets. Yeah, yeah, they managed they managed to to um, make that decision. I think I think I talked to them. Um, I think it came down. Yeah, like you said, partly to experience and partly to. You know, I think all three of us have performed well in team settings b- before and under pressure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think the big one for Sean and I was obviously back in 20, like the last Pan Am Games in Toronto. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we the final and, and we, we both knew we had to we had to win in order to 
in order to, to move on. And, and thankfully we both did. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, I'd like uh, just a little bit later on, we'll get back to the Pan Am games. Cause basically uh, I think, as I mentioned to you before, uh, this is part of the uh, Pan Am game series of podcasts that I'm putting together. I just had uh, Andrew uh, Douglas on uh, new, new young okay. talent down there in the U S yeah. and, uh, and I'll, I'll, he, he mentioned a few things uh, uh, that you know, I'd like to ask you about as well. But uh, just looking back, um, I know. Congratulations, by the way. I think you just uh, completed your your master's degree, or about to to complete it. Uh, I have. Thank you. I've submitted my my thesis. Oh, great! Um, yeah. And uh, I uh, I have to defend it now. Oh, so, oh, oh, uh, okay. Well, there's still still a bit of yeah. work to be done. A bit of work to be done. Exactly. <laughs> so I. It was kind of funny. I don't know. I don't know how you are, uh, Jerry, but I find I. I work very well. Maybe it's because of squash, because you always have a tournament that you're working towards. But I work very well with the deadline, um, yeah. and, uh, and 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 under pressure. And yeah. So oh yeah, I, absolutely. I, after, yeah. So after uh, after nationals finished, I hadn't started writing uh, the thesis. I had all my data and everything, but I hadn't started writing it. And so uh, I figured, okay, let's set the thesis date to defend and submit and those kinds of things, and then. Gosh, I think I wrote like 130 pages in in five weeks. <laughs> so was, yeah, yeah. The last the last the last month or so has been pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember for mine, anyways. I uh, it was like last, like you getting it done, sort of when there's a bit of pressure on, and I had I had done all the research, but uh, all the all the data and everything was sort of left. This was sort of before the uh, the evolution of the internet and technology and hard drives and all this stuff. So, uh, lots of, lots of papers around. Yeah. 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 Um, now what, uh, just, to, what, what was your master's degree on? I, I know it was something to do with kinesiology maybe, or physiology. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, it was, um, it, it's, it technically is a master's of science in kinesiology, but it really, uh, focused, uh, more on human rights and sports. Okay. Um, mm. With with the intention of of looking at you know things like inclusive spaces or underrepresented communities and whatnot in in uh, in sports and uh, or Canadian sports specifically and uh, um, with the intention that it would uh, uh, hopefully set me up well for law school. I see. So, okay. Uh, I figured, yeah, I figured that while I you know while I was playing pro and full time that uh, that I would. Uh, pursue this I mean it's always some added funding as well and, and I'm not the kind of person who's able to just just do one thing I find I always have multiple things like I've always done done school while I've been playing pro mm -hmm. and uh, and this was this is great it was actually like very flexible my supervisors were were very accommodating for, for squash and stuff I didn't have to TA which okay. was really lucky so uh, so uh, yeah it was it really worked out well and lended itself well to squash so would that, <clears throat> what you were looking at, would that have been in terms of sort of uh, uh, the native uh, communities and the northern uh, parts uh, of the country, which, are, which don't get yeah. as much uh, exposure to, to exactly. these things? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, things like that. I think it ended up being um, uh, just the way the thesis went. It ended up focusing a little bit more on uh, like the LGBTQ okay. uh, I2S aspect so you know looking for inclusive spaces but mainly surrounding like uh trans and intersex competition which are pretty controversial wow. um 
topics right now. Is well, the girl in uh, South Africa. What's your take on the the girl in the, the uh, South Africa? The the runner. I think she's a four hundred meter runner. Her name escapes me now, but it just seems so so unfair. What's going on with her? Yeah, so that's uh, that's Castor Semenya, and she's actually in the yeah. 800 meters um, uh, women's division. It's a difficult, it's a really difficult topic to unpack because, uh, you know, depending on how you view uh, sex and gender, it can be argued very easily from either side. Um, you know, I think one thing's for sure, the, the IAAF needs to evaluate how they do... Um, uh, gender testing because right now it's based on suspicion right and right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that implies you know a whole <laughs> bunch of different things with like sort of like racial profiling and, uh, <laughs> exactly yeah, exactly so that needs to be changed regardless of of what the the, the uh, policies are that are in place are regarding this so mm-hmm. you know i mean on the other hand um and and also uh to to limit uh, you know, a person's performance specifically on testosterone or I guess female performance on testosterone raises problems regarding how good females are allowed to be at sport. Um, right. You know, it kind of puts a cap on, on female performance, which I don't think is a good thing. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for her, hand, for that, yeah, for her, it's gotta be such a, a such, such, I mean, yeah. frustration probably, I mean, doesn't describe it at all. I mean, it's just, She's got to be Gosh. so depressed she's, by she's this whole thing. Unfortunately, yeah, she's been the victim of, of some really tough things that are going on. on and, and on the other hand, I mean, the the people that have made the decision are doing so to protect the majority of, of women in sports. And I think logically, if you are to not have some sort of um, categorical or clarification, I guess, regarding performance, then the logic flows that, <clears throat> that uh, um, you you should probably desegregate sports altogether, um, which I don't think would be a very good idea at the competitive level. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I think sports are designed to to protect and encourage the rights of participants, <laughs> and uh, and if you desegregate sports, then you might not be doing that in a way that's conducive to to enabling the top athletes in all divisions to compete, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And did you, uh, is there any sort of, I guess, in terms of squash, the squash, uh, did you look at the game of squash in terms of, uh, how this, so how to, how to squash handle this? Uh, <laughs> there's, there's not really, there's I, not I really much to say, is there? Did. Not, not just, not as of yet, not in terms of the, um, trans and intersex participation. Um, right. You know, I mean, I, I, there in that in that aspect, I don't think there's too much to say just yet. Only because there aren't any um, visible athletes competing that we know of. There might be, but we just don't know. You know, we we're not aware of them at this point. Right. Um, but I think that the the issues will be the same, although probably not quite as clear cut as they would be in like 800 meters, just because the the track and field sports are so specifically physiologically based whereas sports like squash their strategy and technique and talent and those kinds of things are are definitely impacted by physiology but not not to the same extent as like a closed loop sport like uh like uh, track and field or right. or something like speed skating let's say you know 
Right. This is a, this has turned into a little dry run for for your for your thesis defense, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, yeah. I have any more questions? I mean, I'm I'm practicing as we speak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I probably. I mean, you can't see me, so so uh, I guess the pressure is not so intense as you would as it would be in the room with. Uh, Ten uh, professors, uh, uh, doctors. Yeah, uh, and you haven't staring read the you thesis down. yet either. So that, yeah, yeah, and you haven't read the thesis yet either. So that always has an impact. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, uh, but uh, now, Andrew, uh, let's let's just take a look back uh, at the season. Obviously, you were busy with your with your thesis, and but you were also playing um, playing uh, on the PSA tour. But you had some decent results, and then also some uh, some frustrating results this season. Um, uh, I, I would say, I mean, uh, probably, uh, I think your ranking pretty much stayed where it was uh, or close to where it was last year. So how would you uh, assess uh, the 2018-19 uh, campaign? And were you satisfied given, you know, the circumstances uh, of your of what you're doing right now? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I uh, um, certainly, well, first of all, I think there's a difference between uh, satisfaction and contentment, I think. Uh, you should always be content, you know, thankful for your for your circumstances and your loved ones and those kinds of things. And you should never be satisfied um, because right. that just leads to stagnation. Uh, so, no, I was I satisfied by by no means was, have I been satisfied. But this has been it's been a different year for me. Um, not just not just uh, with the addition of the master's degree, but um, I think so. I mean, I haven't really announced it but i actually got into law school in, in september oh great um, wow. congratulations and, uh, yeah so there you go oh, thank you so i uh you know i think four years ago i had set out um you know the goal of or my 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 performance and and training and, and ranking goals uh for the next four years leading into this pan-american games and uh i figured you know i kind of had carved a path to um to to make it make it to top 10 eventually not necessarily by this year but you know making sure that if i reach my ranking goals and 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 performance goals that i would be in a position to push for top 10 and about a year ago um you know it was pretty evident that i that i wouldn't be making making those those uh those attainments or those goals uh, given, unless I made some major changes, you know, like mm -hmm. moving from Calgary or, or moving or just in immersing myself in entirely in squash. And, uh, well, that, and that's so, a big issue. I mean, you, we talked about it earlier, David, uh, Ballard he took the initiative. Uh, he's still quite young, you know, and, and went to, to yeah. Bristol. Uh, and it seems to me that that, if you wanted to, uh, I mean, a guy of your ability, a guy as talented as you, if you wanted to take it, to the next step, you'd probably have to do uh, something like that, uh, wouldn't you? For sure, absolutely, yeah. And so, um, and I and I wasn't willing to do that, to be honest. Like I, I think when you get a little bit older, you, you uh, man, I'm starting to sound like a wise old guy, but uh, <laughs> but I think you just start to, you know, squash is so important and it's a really important aspect of my life, but it's certainly not everything, you know. And whereas when I was when I was David's age. Like I couldn't think of anything more important than squash. Right. So, um, so yeah, about a year ago when I, when I realized that I, uh, wouldn't be making top 10 or would be unlikely to, unless I drastically changed my circumstances, it, that was, that was tough, you know, because here I'd been pushing all these years for all this time with, with the, with that goal in mind. And I think, you know, other people might've realized it 
way earlier than I did, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. but I hadn't realized it just, just as of yet. So this year, um, because of that kind of, uh, that realization this year has been, been more about, okay, let's, you know, maybe not pay as much attention to the PSA stuff, but focus on the Canadian championships, um, and focus on, uh, on making the, the Pan Am Games team. And, uh, unfortunately it didn't work out for the national champs, but I mean, I'm still going to Pan Ams and then that'll probably be, uh, that'll probably be my last big pro event, uh, before law school starts in the fall. And then I don't think we're playing professionally next year. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. So this is, uh, yeah. you're going to take uh, a bit of, would it be safe? To, would it be time away from the game or, or would you call it uh, retirement from, from, uh, I didn't watch the video. I know there, there's a, a video, uh, a documentary or something that's out there. And I, I've been meaning right. to watch it, but I haven't uh, yet uh, should have in prep for oh, this, yeah. but, uh, but uh, perhaps you address that in there, but uh, with, with, does Somewhat, that mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, it'll, it would be, it would be retirement, I would say. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, gosh, it's the only way that I wouldn't have retired would have been if squash and somehow made it into an Olympic games that I could have gone to, but break dancing made it in instead. So. <laughs> well, you could always go back into break dancing, uh, Andrew. That's a good point. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we're going to switch sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, uh, I think it was, I mean, it, it's ironic. I mean, break dancing scene, didn't it die off? Uh, I thought, I mean, back in the eighties when I was in, uh, in the mid eighties, it was huge. Uh, we were all break dancing. In, uh, in middle right, school yeah, and I, high I school, it but, died uh, off. at least in Canada, it did. Geez. Um, yeah, I know that. I think the reason they they added it was because it's still pretty big in in France and yeah. the 2026 Olympics were in Paris. Yeah, obvious. I mean, it, uh, I think it did really well in terms of uh, volume of uh, of audience at the youth games, as com- right. compared right. to squash, but. Uh, well, yes. Well, I guess, yeah, retirement after the Pan Am game. So I guess uh, you're going to look for one more, one big push uh, uh, yeah. heading into that event. So how's that been going for you uh, uh, so far? I mean, it's the uh, end of July, so it's uh, about a month away. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been going well, thank you. I was in uh, Toronto last week doing some training with our new national coach, Martin Heath. Yep. Um, and, uh, and, and obviously my, my brother's in Toronto too. So training with him also. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the body feels good. I'm not, not injured in any way. Um, push pushing hard and hopefully we'll be doing well. And then we have a, a training camp, uh, uh, next week, um, mainly focused on the doubles. So, okay. Uh, okay. So who are they, who are they bringing up, uh, maybe Gary Waite come in and, and it's, I guess with that's, Softball doubles, though, isn't it? It's not hard. Softball doubles. Yeah, yeah. yeah Although yeah. I'm sure Gary would be good at softball too. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's a pretty good player. All regardless, oh, but yeah, yeah, he was a top. He was top so, uh, twenty in the world, I think, as a softball player. But, for for hardball, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So softballs. I mean, the court's completely different. Like the the softball uh, court, it's the, the the court is about fifty percent wider. Um, then a singles court and then it's this, but it's the same length. And then they okay. have uh, like a 13 inch tin. 15. So inch. it's okay. It's 13 inches. Yeah. So it's 13. really oh, attack, wow. attacking and it's, uh, I mean, it's challenging. Uh, we somehow made it to the finals and, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to replicate that again this year or whoever we're playing doubles with would be, that would be just wicked if we could do that. So do you know uh, who your partner will be? Have they chosen your, your doubles partner yet? 
I think preliminarily it'll be, I'll be in the mixed doubles with Holly Naughton. Okay. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then Nick and Sean will play in the men's and then Sam and Danielle will play in the, in the women's. Okay. Okay. But, but uh, I don't know if that's subject to change or, or I think we'll see, we'll see after this coming week too, like this, this big doubles camp and see who's working well together and who's playing well. So it's going to be really fun either way. And, and if I do get to play with Holly, that'd be a pleasure. She's, she's awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, she's had a, a absolutely amazing uh, as, as have uh, most, uh, all three of those uh, girls have had great seasons uh, this year. Yeah. They've been doing great. It's, it's good to see. They've been doing really, really well. They're all training really well. Uh, Holly is based in, well, partly in Pontefract and then partly in Cornell right. with uh, David Palmer. David and, Palmer uh, and yeah, James, and uh, Malcolm Wilstrup, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a pretty good lineup. Right? Yeah, you can't can't go wrong there. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, but but for you, Andrew, I mean, uh, knowing that you know, obviously, you're going to be retiring, and uh, this is your last uh, big event. I'm sure you'll play nationals uh, at some point uh, along the way while you're in law school, maybe. But uh, but uh, how does this? How does it feel now uh, going into this event uh, without, I guess, just knowing what you know about your career? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited, um, and I definitely have you know, have a, have a good opportunity, I think, to perform well here. So I think, you know, you, you approach it the same as you would any other event. Um, like, you know, you just, you, you focus on the things you can control. Uh, you try to try to stay pretty well present and, you know, not, not really think too much about what's going to happen after At this point. It's all just the lead up to the tournaments. And yeah. I mean, here's a big opportunity to play. This is my third Pan Am Games. Okay. Um, and uh, and hopefully it'll be hopefully it'll be a good one. So it's not really much different from the way preparation would normally be. Um, uh, just because, yeah, I mean, you, you can't, gosh, you can't really be thinking too much about what's going to happen after. It's all just how can I prepare myself the best way to perform the best of my abilities for this event. Mm-hmm. And you and you medaled in the last one, as you mentioned in the in the doubles. Uh, so we uh, in the the first Pan Ams I played in Guadalajara, uh, that would have been two thousand and nine, two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, that would have been twenty eleven. Uh, and uh, we got a silver medal in the team event, and then didn't play the doubles. Right. And then in twenty fifteen. Uh, my brother and I got a silver medal in the doubles event, and then Sean Graham and I won gold uh, yes. for the team event. Yeah, uh, we played Mexico in the finals, and That's then, awesome. so yeah. yeah, hopefully this time, hopefully this time we'll be able to medal uh, and and come home with a good haul. I think all like all of the teams, you know, doubles, singles, and and uh, and and uh, and the team event did well in Toronto, partly because I mean we're in Toronto that like that was unreal. Yeah, but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do the same again for for Lima. So, and and how has the uh, the training camp going with uh, with uh, Martin Heath? Obviously, he's been in that role now. It's got to be—is it close to two years uh, or a year a year and a half or so? Um, yeah, I think about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. or maybe just under. But so far, it's going really well. I mean, he—I mean, he was four in the world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, he was incredible. He was great to watch. He was uh, back back during the the nickel and power era, and uh, he had some big wins uh, yeah. back then. And 
think he did it his own way. Like he he uh, he uh, created the player that that he uh, that he was uh, and had his own w- way of approaching it, and uh, that sort of uh, evolved yeah. into what yeah. he's doing now. You can definitely tell that too, because he's he really is is still such a student of the game, um, and uh, and quite philosophical with his approach. Like sometimes I gotta you know slow him down because I'm not quite on his level <laughs> with uh, with the squash. Yeah, yeah. Squash thinking like, okay, Martin, back up a sec. Like you know this way better than I do. Um, but we were doing just like uh, just length game the other day, and. I mean, like whenever I step on court with any of those top guys, whether it's, you know, currently or, or previously, his length is so good. Like, it's just ridiculous. He just, the ball yeah. shoots through the court and you end up working twice as hard as you would, you know, doing length game with anybody else. It's unbelievable. And he still, and he still, still has like, it, does he? So oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and he's still so competitive. It's awesome. <laughs> like if if I beat him at the light game or something like that, he's still just as pissed as if he were four in the world, and that's as he as he should be. It's wicked. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. now um, awesome. now I guess in your meetings in your team meetings, is it? Um, I I would say that you guys are sort of you should have a bit of a chip on your shoulder. I mean, it's not. I don't I don't think a lot of people are expecting you to bring home the gold this time, but. Uh, there's definitely within the realm of possibility. Uh, what what do you guys talk about that at all, or is it just focus on uh, eyes on the prize, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, I we haven't um, that hasn't explicitly been stated, but I think you're you're definitely right. Um, uh, you know, this time with with the way we're we're heading in, but I think it wasn't dissimilar from last time either. You know, I Not mean, exactly, we were. Yeah much expected to win gold i think we were seeded third or fourth and uh and uh we we pulled it together and obviously performed well so i think the main thing for us is the conversations aren't centering around gold medal per se it's just it's just centering around okay how can we all perform to the best of our abilities and then the rest is out of our control you know like as soon as you start thinking about the prize then then you're not thinking about how to get there Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so for us, it's all just, it's all just, you know, okay, we've got, we, we know we want to win gold. I mean, that's, that's pretty obvious, but now that we've understood that, how can we focus on the process and make sure that we're all uh, firing as best as we can to, to get there, you know? So that's mainly where our conversations are focused on. Like, you know, we're yeah. going to get there pretty early. We're going to make sure that we're, um, that we're acclimated to, to the humidity and, and the courts. Um, yeah. and, uh, and making sure that we're getting plenty of time on court together as well, especially for the doubles. And, uh, I mean, we all have played, you know, world championships or Pan Ams or whatever it may be, uh, several times together at this point. So we know each other well, which yeah. will be a, a big benefit, uh, to, to us. I think that'll be where, where we come mm-hmm. in stronger than other teams. That'll probably be our biggest advantage. Now, if I was, uh, if I was Martin Heath, which, uh, um, <laughs> I'm not, but uh, you know, I guess he he's the one who who ultimately will determine who's playing one, two, or three. I I would. Uh, it just seems to me that the the guy who is maybe the X factor because he's so unpredictable and people don't necessarily uh, like playing him all the time is uh, Sean Delier. Uh, I'd throw him in there at number one because you'd uh, 
you know, you've got some big names in there that you've got to, to go up against yeah. Miguel Rodriguez and uh, obviously Diego Elias and, and the Salazars. Right. Um, I mean, right. he's probably the guy who, you know, could potentially give these guys trouble, not necessarily because he's any better than you or, or Nick, but just because of the, the way he plays. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be honest, Sean, when Sean's playing really, really well, uh, which he always happens to do at, for big for big matches and team events, he's the best team player of any of us by far. Really? And when yeah. he's playing really well, oh yeah, like when he's playing really well, he uh, he could give any one of those guys a good go. I mean, like last year in the finals last year, or, uh, in 2015, sorry, he played Caesar. Right. Um, and Caesar's such a great player, and Sean beat him three one. Yeah. And nobody was expecting it. It was unreal. Yeah. Well, he had. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah, he. I mean, he goes out there and he's just going out there to, there to win. Now, uh, when uh, when I had Nick, I had Nick Sackfee on uh, a couple of months ago, and um, I got him to tell me a Sean Delier story. He told me about the the fact that uh, he never. No, no, no. Sorry, this was da- David, but David. Uh, he told me that right. um, whenever he's had a tournament. Uh, Delier goes through at least one sh- one shirt, yeah, one shirt per game. He, yeah. he wears just one shirt yeah. per game, so he had to give um, uh, David gave uh, Delier the shirt off his back uh, so he could finish finish a match, and he, uh, so so David was yeah. there without a shirt on in in the uh, in the uh, uh, watching the match. Uh, just wondering, Andrew, if you have uh, uh, any old classic uh, anecdote right. about uh, Delier there. <laughs> it's so it's so funny like i get asked that question more than any question about my squash game <laughs> yeah yeah uh, because sean just i mean he, and you and i love it too because he's just so funny he's oh, such yeah. a good guy and uh um well, yeah, well like just so, just before so you get I, into yours i mean on, on my uh on when i first when i had him on the podcast a while back it was hilarious. I mean, before the podcast started, he his uh, I guess, I'm not sure if he's married or yet or anything, but he was with right. his fiance at the time or a girlfriend, and you know they were just saying goodbye to each other uh, <laughs> on on the podcast. It, it, it was kind of you know it, it was a bit a bit romantic there. It got, it got a yeah, bit, uh, a bit hot and steamy. Uh, anyways, absolutely. <laughs> and you were just sitting on the other end of that phone call, not knowing what to do. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, all right. And yeah, and for it's him, so it was like nothing. Yeah. It was like, okay, well, let's go. Yeah, no, that's just the way he is. He's completely his own person. Yeah. So I have I have several Sean stories. I told one. Uh, I think it's on YouTube, um, and uh, and it it was probably the best Sean story. Uh, I've I I have anyway, but All right. um, so you'll have to check it out. It's Bring called it. I think the the thing is called of courts. Well, I'll change it up this time because that okay. one you can go see that one. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, just having to do with Sean living out of somebody else's duffel bag for three days without realizing <laughs> it. Um, okay, yeah. It's really, really funny. But this one, uh, okay. So at at in because we're talking about Pan Ams. In Toronto, um, 2015, we were there. There's a, the Athlete Village was beautiful, and they set up this like unreal uh, like eating area for all of the athletes, and you could get food at any time of day, and you could get pretty well whatever you wanted. And uh, and uh, so we're we're down there eating like the first day, and uh, 
uh, Sean's coach, who was the national coach at that time, Yvon Provencal, um, yeah. came to the table with, with, you know, some yogurt and just some strawberries in the yogurt and said, uh, man, these strawberries are good. And Sean's like, oh, yeah. And Yvonne goes, yeah, and they're actually really good for you. They've got lots of anti- antioxidants. So you could kind of see Sean, like, you know, his eyes got a little bit wider. Well, like three days later, I'd noticed that every time Sean came to the table, he had like, like three plates of strawberries. Oh, man, you really <laughs> like those strawberries. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're really good for you. And like, he just loaded up on these strawberries. Yeah, to the yeah. point where, like, I think they were causing some some bowel issues for him. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. he thought that was a good thing. Yeah. He thought that was a good thing. Too. Like, yeah, they're cleaning out my system, Andrew. Those antioxidants are cleaning everything out. <laughs> he thought, that, he <laughs> thought that, that was the purpose of the strawberry, to, to clean out the system. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, okay. But, I mean, in fairness to him, he beat Caesar that tournament. So there's something behind those strawberries. <laughs> yeah exactly he went in with clean burning fuel there yeah exactly <laughs> exactly just, just pure energy and a yeah. clean system <laughs> yeah yeah well uh yeah there, uh, thank, thanks for that one andrew that, that that's uh, that's amazing and uh, i just want to wish you guys all all the best uh going into uh into the pan am games now is there anything uh what what do you have coming up over over the next few weeks before you head to uh peru to lima yeah, so um, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we have uh, that training camp, as I mentioned, next week in, uh, in Montreal. Yeah. And then uh, I'm back for a few days, and then I, I defend my thesis on July 15th. Um, okay. And then I leave, leave back for Toronto on July 19th, and then we go down as a team to, uh, to Lima on the 21st. On the 21st, and the squash oh, begins and the on the... On the 25th. On the 25th, 25th, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So you guys will be, uh, I mean, in terms uh, of the altitude, I mean, that's probably not something you need to worry so, so much about being from uh, where you're from. Uh, actually, Lima's on the coast. Right. Um, so, so there won't be, a, yeah, so there won't be any altitude there. It's not, thankfully, it's not in, in Cusco or, or one of those really okay. high cities. Right. Um, yeah, so so I don't think, but the humidity and the food and, and obviously getting, uh, acquainted with the athletes village and things like that. That'll be challenging for sure. All right. Well, uh, Andrew, uh, again, all the best, uh, uh, heading into that one, all the best with, uh, the Pan Am games, the thesis and, uh, congrats on law school and, uh, two time national champion. Uh, we look forward to having you back in the nationals. Are you going to play, uh, uh, going forward or is that it as well? I'll always, I'll always play squash. I love this sport way too much to, to never play. Um, I don't know if I'll play nationals next year. We'll see how I'm feeling. I think it'll be challenging. Uh, you know, if, I think what would be challenging as a, as a recently retired athlete is, is if you feel like you're training well, and I'm still young enough to be training, uh, to like that, my body wouldn't be an issue. Um, I think I would still think, okay, if I'm prepared properly, then I'll beat these guys. Because, yeah. I mean, all of us are going to be thinking that same thing. So if leading into nationals, if I am not able to put in that time or effort, I think it'd be really challenging to go to go in thinking, you know, I'm not going to, you know, like I'm just not prepared and I'm not as good because I don't think that would be, yeah, I don't, I, I think that'd be really tough. But, yeah, I think um, so. Uh, yeah. I mean, just in my own little world, I mean, I don't play the same level, the same 
players that I used to play and I get on court and everything's just, I'm so much, I'm that much slower. So I'm, gu- I'm guessing the same thing would happen when you get back on court with, uh, with the guys, if you haven't been playing, it'll, you'll, I mean, you may not yeah. feel yourself that, you know, you're, you're any slower, but when you get on court at the pace that they play at, you might be a half step or so. I think so. Yeah. And, and I think that would be tough. Um, and they're all, they're all improving, you know, and I don't yeah, think yeah. if I'm in law school, I'd be improving nearly at the same rate as they would be. Um, so, you know, I will see, but again, one of my biggest role models was, was always Graham riding yeah, because yeah. Uh, he was a guy who was top, top 10 in the world. Uh, and, he, and, and in the last, you know, four or five years, he would get on court with me not moving well. And uh, I beat him and then come off and he, you know, he'd just talk squash and give all this advice. And I just, he's so humble to do that. You know, I think that'd be really tough for a lot of squash players, yeah. Uh, yeah. especially that have reached a level that he has to still go on with the guys and, 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 you know, pass on his wisdom and his knowledge. And so from that angle, I'll, I'll always be playing and hopefully I'll be able to, to give back to the game at least a little bit. I'm not nothing like not by no means am I comparing myself to Graham Riding. No. I mean that I mean he's a guy that I mean we, we forget about him so easily, don't we, just because of Jonathan. But he was uh I mean he was top twenty in the world, wasn't he? He was top ten. Yeah, top ten for yeah, at one point. I mean uh I mean yeah. he had such a he had such a great basic game and uh you know, he he, he beat uh, the best of the best out there and uh I guess we just yeah. tend to tend to forget about him because of because of uh, he the great one. The, he made the 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 semis of the world open uh and was up match ball against Thierry Linku in the semis yeah. and uh and then lost I forgot it. okay I, I didn't know that yeah yeah and then yeah. Thierry won the that was the year Thierry won the world champs yeah yeah oh, amazing. so it was yeah I mean it's it's un- unreal so if I can be anything like him that'd be great but um you know I think and also I I I don't know. I mean, I think one of the toughest parts about squash is a, because it's a multifaceted sport, your training is like five hours a day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, because you've got to work, yeah, your fitness components, but also your tactics and your, and your, uh, technique and things like you've got to be on court. Yeah. And then also, uh, the, the tournaments go from like a Tuesday to a Saturday. So, right. you know, if I can find some sort of sport where, I had like tournaments are over the weekend uh, and it's not as multifaceted as squash, then I I'm totally up for pushing that um, to the next, you know, to, to, to achieve a high level and, and that I feel I can do well with while in law school. So right. I don't know. I mean, I was contacted by the, the national uh, skeleton team. Um, okay. said I could have a chance to maybe work with them and, and that could be a, an avenue to the Olympics, which would be wild. Ske- okay. The ske- uh, no, what, what, what's that exactly, uh, Andrew? The skeleton uh, so team? It's like, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, it's kind of like bobsleigh, but you're going head first down a, down a track. Okay. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So those guys are, uh, but they all, they all train, the Canadian national team train and compete in, in Calgary. Right. Um, and uh, and the other one is I have a couple of good friends are are uh, on the national Spartan racing team, which is like the obstacle course racing. So similar to like a decathlon type, another, type of thing. Another somewhat similar, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, uh, and that could be something to look at as well. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, my time seemed to be seemed to be competitive with with people that are in and around the national team area, so that could be something to look at. But point being is, I'm not. I don't think I'll ever be able to to stop training for something. Right. No, <laughs> whether exactly. It's, whether yeah. it's or otherwise. So yeah, it should be good. Right, Andrew. Well, uh, just again, uh, all the best at the Pan Am Games. I'm going to be watching uh, watching it, uh, and uh, uh, all the best in the thesis which you're defending uh, in a, in a few weeks or so. And uh, take care, and I hope to have you back on uh, again. Yeah, that sounds great, Jerry. Thanks a lot. I, I hope you're doing well. I know I didn't ask too many questions about how you and your family are doing, but I hope things oh. are going well. And that passport issue you had uh, was worked out as well. Oh yeah, that that was scary. We uh, I went in to get to, to renew my, my wife's residence visa here in the UAE, and we uh, the lady told us, "Oh, your your wife's passport's uh, expiring." So, uh, anyways, we got that all straightened out in in one day, but it's a bit it, it was a bit hectic. And thanks, uh, yeah, thanks for asking. Everything's cool now, so we'll be able to uh, okay. head back to Halifax this summer. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah. awesome. All right, buddy. Uh, take care and uh, all the best. All right, take care, Jake. Well, great stuff there from Andrew, and uh, we want to wish him all the best in his retirement and uh, best of luck in his final event uh, on the PS, well, I wouldn't say on the PSA Tour, his final major squash event, uh, the Pan Am Games. It couldn't couldn't be more fitting. I think this is a great one for him to go out on. Canada really needs uh, him on the, uh, in this one. Uh, they're going to have their backs against the wall if they want to defend uh, that gold medal, but I think with the lineup they have, they can certainly pull it off. Uh, Nick Sackfee playing really well this year. Sean Delier always a threat to anyone he plays. And uh, Andrew Snell playing some great squash and uh, has a lot of experience under his belt. Uh, went, as we mentioned, winning the gold on that team in 2015 and a medalist in the doubles. So he brings that with him to the table, and it should be a a great event uh, the pan am games in lima at the end of the month now we've got uh, hopefully uh, several more uh, of the competitors and a few coaches uh, coming on uh, over the next few weeks so stay tuned for those everyone thank you so much uh, for listening please again uh, please share your uh, your comments uh, or share share the podcast with your friends uh, in your own squash community or on your social media and also feel free to leave any comments or suggestions uh, I love that stuff uh, good and bad so uh, anyways take care everyone thanks for listening and talk to you soon goodbye now <laughs>